Hello, this is Father Michael Eads from the Toronto Oratory, and you're listening to Lexio et Oratio, a short spiritual reading podcast followed by a reflection. Mother Teresa, come be my light. Private writings of the Saint of Calcutta, Chapter 5, continued. Section 5. Let me go. Souls in the meantime are being lost. Mother Teresa's letter of November the 7th, 1947, from Loretto Convent in Calcutta to Archbishop Ferdinand Perrier of Calcutta. Your Grace, like the woman in the gospel, here I come again to beg you to let me go. Forgive me if I tire you with so many letters. Forgive this child of yours who is longing with many desires to give up all to God, to give herself in absolute poverty to Christ in his suffering poor. Your grace, you take the place of our Holy Father here. You know his desires. You know how much this work would be according to his heart. Still more, you take the place of our Lord. Remember his love for the suffering poor. Please, your grace, let me go soon. Nothing will happen to me, but only whatever he has arranged in his great mercy. My weakness and sinfulness, my inability, my want of many things, must cause you fear as it does with me. But I am very sure of God. I trust his love. I hope many things, or rather everything from him. This is what has made me dare so far in him and with him. I can do all he wants me to do. Reverend Father Van Exum tells me that the life I have chosen is difficult. It is our Lord who wants this poverty because of the many riches by which he has been deprived of so much love. The less we have of our own, the more we shall have to give. For love founded on sacrifice is sure to grow. He wants poor nuns covered with the poverty of the cross. There on the cross, he had nothing of his own. That is just what we want to do, to love God for his own sake and the poor for him, in him, with him. Your grace, please entrust the whole thing to the Immaculate Heart of Mary. She is doing wonders in other lands. She will do this for your archdiocese. She will take special care of your missionaries of charity. For in serving the poor, our aim is to bring them through Mary to Jesus using the family rosary as the main weapon. What desires she spoke of at Fatima, about the conversion of sinners. We want to do Our Lady's part in the slums. Let me go in her name and for her glory, with her for our mother, and for her greater glory. Our Lord will not allow the work of love and self-sacrifice to be a failure from his point of view. I am terribly unworthy of all the many graces he has given me all these years without any merit of mine. 
but please tell me, does the good God give these desires and not mean them to come true? It is now well over one year that they came. They have increased every Holy Mass and Holy Communion. I long, I desire to bring him many, many souls, to make each soul love the good God with a burning love, to carry his love into every street and slum, every home and heart. You will say that I can do this as a Loretto, but I cannot live the life he wants me to. I cannot carry him in the slums where he wants to be. Once more, I beg of you, your grace, please to let me begin the life to which our Lord is calling me. Let me offer myself for the work he has chosen for me. Your grace, may I ask you to pray much for me, that my unworthiness may not be an obstacle to his work, to his desires. Begging you for your blessing, your devoted child in JC, Mary Teresa. Mother Teresa seemed to have an inexhaustible number of reasons why she should go and go soon. She was sure of the future fruitfulness of the missionaries of charity, and she based her confidence solely on her faith in God and the active presence of Mary. This was the solution she offered to the Archbishop's many questions and reservations. Hers was a God-centered logic of trust and confidence. No record exists of a response from Archbishop Perrier to this letter. Perhaps he gave up trying to explain himself to this zealous supplicant. Less than a month later, Mother Teresa decided to write again. Using the notes she had been keeping, she presented to the Archbishop, as she had done in January, the dialogue between the voice and herself. His persistent invitation, his firm demands, even his reproaches and her responses, objections and prayers to him. To the account of the previous year, she added communications from Jesus received sometime during 1947 and the three visions about which the Archbishop had heard only from Father Van Exen. She hoped that these details would finally convince the Archbishop that the inspiration was from God. Feast of Father St. Francis Xavier. Dear Father, I would be grateful if you would give these papers to his grace. September 1946. During the year, very often, I've had that longing to be all for Jesus and to make other souls, Indian especially, come and love him fervently. But as I thought this to be one of my desires, I put it off again and again. To identify myself so much with Indian girls would be out of the question. After reading the life of St. Cabrini, the thought kept on coming. Why can't I do for him in India what she did for him in America? Why was, the, why was she able 
to identify herself so much with the Americans as to become one of them. She did not wait for souls to come to her. She went in search of them and brought with her zealous workers. Why can't I do the same for him here? How could I? I have been and am very happy as a Loretto nun. To leave that what I love and expose myself to new labors and suffering, which will be great, to be the laughing stock of so many, especially religious, to cling to and choose deliberately the hard things of an Indian life, to cling to and choose loneliness and ignominy, uncertainty, and all because Jesus wants it, because something is calling me to leave all and gather the few, to live his life, to do his work in India. In all my prayers and holy communions, he is continually asking, Wilt thou refuse? When there was a question of thy soul, I did not think of myself, but gave myself freely for thee on the cross. And now, what about thee? Wilt thou refuse? I want Indian nuns, victims of my love, who would be Mary and Martha, who would be so very united to me as to radiate my love on souls. I want free nuns covered with my poverty of the cross. I want obedient nuns covered with my obedience on the cross. I want full of love nuns covered with my charity on the cross. Wilt thou refuse to do this for me? My own Jesus, what you ask is beyond me. I can hardly understand half of the things you want. I am unworthy. I am sinful. I am weak. Go, Jesus, and find a more worthy soul, a more generous soul. You have become my spouse for my love. You have come to India for me. The thirst you had for souls brought you so far. Are you afraid now to take one more step for your spouse, for me, for souls? Is your generosity grown cold? Am I a second to you? You did not die for souls. That is why you don't care what happens to them. Your heart was never drowned in sorrow, as was my mother's. We both gave all. We both gave our all for souls. And you? You are afraid that you will lose your vocation. You will become a secular. You will be wanting in perseverance. No, your vocation is to love and suffer and save souls. And by taking the step, you will fulfill my heart's desire for you. You will dress in simple Indian clothes, or rather, like my mother dressed, simple and poor. Your present habit is holy because it is my symbol. Your sorry will become holy because it will be my symbol. Give me light. Send me thy own spirit, which will teach me thine own will, which will give me strength to do the things that are pleasing to thee. Jesus, my Jesus, don't let me be deceived. If it is you who want this, give proof of it. If not, let it leave my soul. I trust you blindly. Will you let my soul be lost? I am so afraid, Jesus. 
I am so terribly afraid. Let me not be deceived. I am so afraid. This fear shows me how much I love myself. I am afraid of the suffering that will come through leading that Indian life, clothing like them, eating like them, sleeping like them, living with them and never having anything my way. How much comfort has taken possession of my heart. You have been always saying, do with me whatever you wish. Now I want to act. Let me do it, my little spouse, my own little one. Do not fear. I shall be with you always. You will suffer, and you suffer now. But if you are my own little spouse, the spouse of the crucified Jesus, you will have to bear these torments in your heart. Let me act. Refuse me not. Trust me lovingly. Trust me blindly. Jesus, my own Jesus, I am only thine. I am so stupid. I don't know what to say. But do with me whatever you wish, as you wish, as long as you wish. I love you not for what you give, but for what you take, Jesus. Why can't I be a perfect Loretto nun, a real victim of your love here? Why can't I be like everybody else? Look at the hundreds of Loretto nuns who have served you perfectly, who are now with you. Why can't I walk the same path and come to you? I want Indian nuns, missionaries of charity, who would be my fire of love amongst the poor, the sick, the dying, and the little children. The poor I want you to bring to me and the sisters that would offer their lives as victims of my love will bring these souls to me. You are, I know, the most incapable person, weak and sinful. But just because you are that, I want to use you for my glory. Will you refuse? Little one, give me souls. Give me the souls of the poor little street children. How it hurts, if you only knew, to see these poor children soiled with sin. I long for the purity of their love. If you would only answer and bring me these souls, draw them away from the hands of the evil one. If you only knew how many little ones fall into sin every day. There are plenty of nuns to look after the rich and well-to-do people. But for my very poor, there are absolutely none. For them I long, them I love. Wilt thou refuse? In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Angels of God, our guardians, dear, to whom God's love commits us here. Ever this day be at our side, to light and guard, to rule and guide. Amen. Most sacred heart of Jesus, teacher of teachers, have mercy on us. Saint Philip Neri, gentle guide of youth, patron of thy own, vessel of the Holy Ghost, pray for us. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. We've just read a summary of what Mother Teresa and Jesus were talking about in 1946. That's the year of the 
inspiration on the train. The time she began to hear this voice, the voice of Jesus, like St. Paul heard on the road to Damascus. But notice something. What Jesus was asking of her was already in some way in her heart. The inspiration for her founding this order did not start first and foremost with the voice, with this experience of Christ. She had already been visiting the slums when she was working as a teacher on Sundays, but sometimes she was visiting. She had begun to see this need. She had begun to want to do something. And then she reads about Mother Cabrini, Saint Cabrini, the Italian sister who wanted to go east. She longed to go to China. She wanted to go to Asia and convert souls. And the Pope told her, Mother, don't go east, go west. And he begged her to go to America to look after all these Italian immigrants, especially. And this is what she did. And this is what Mother Teresa was so inspired by. This Italian woman goes and takes on the ways, the customs she, of America. She learns the language and she adapts herself to the people to win them over. That's the way Mother Teresa understood her life. And she asked herself, why can't I do for him, that is for you, Jesus? Why can't I do for Jesus what Mother Cabrini did for Jesus? But she wants to do it in India. And all of that is in the background to this experience of Christ speaking to her. And his voice started to demand things that she hadn't quite imagined. He began to really urge her. And the desires in her heart just grew and grew and grew. So let us take confidence tonight that God prepares those he calls. And whatever he wants us to do, he will also give us the strength to do it. He prepares us. He sustains us. He equips us. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.